we want you to succeed because it is in everyone's mutual interest yes. for you to succeed. So I was like, oh, so it is an us and us situation, not an us versus them situation, which was very nice. I really feared that I would be stuck in the starving artist stereotype. Uh, yes. And I was very determined to not be there. I was very determined to be a working artist. I want to make a living off of my art. I thought it was normal that at the beginning of a project, when I'm planning out a project, I'll factor in breakdown time. The Startup Student Podcast, the podcast for students who want to be their own boss, where students and experts from across the world and I, Christine, give you practical advice. We are looking into tips all around starting and marketing your own business, as well as productivity to better balance your student and business life. Turn your idea into reality. I'm your host, Christine. Let's start this episode. Hello, welcome back. Another week, another episode with the amazing Alice, a creative startup. And you should listen, if you haven't to already, the first two episodes that were released where we talked about her journey and some lessons learned. And you can take away a lot from uh, the journey that she's been through. And in the second episode, we were actually talking, uh, we were talking about the startup visa uh, that she received and how that was and the journey through that. Today we will be talking about how to make the most out of your student life as a foreign student if you want to start your own business because um, she has done that. She's done everything I think that was on offer at the university and you should take example. You don't have to do everything but you should at least try to attend as much as you can throughout your entire student life um, whilst you're at that university and if you if you listen to the previous episode, you, you know that Alice really has done something from day one until the day she graduated. Um, so welcome back, Alice. Thank you. Thank you for having me back. <laughs> okay. So do you want to start sharing some of the stuff that you have done during your student life that has helped you with your startup? Um, yeah, well, a bit like what I had mentioned in the last episode, yes. one of the, <clears throat> sorry, one of the biggest thing for me was, uh, when I started uni, I was in the same position as a lot of people, which is you're in, well, I wasn't in a brand new city, but you're in a brand new environment and you don't know anyone and you just need to start with wanting to do something. So I knew I wanted to find out about visas. That's all I knew. And I just did, did the root one thing, which was go to reception and ask. And then they pointed me. And at that such a small step and seemed almost silly. I felt really silly walking up to reception. Because when mm -hmm. you go to reception, there are like guests and, you know, people doing tours. And they're like, oh, yeah. I'm actually a, a student here I should know better I should know someone in here instead of going to reception but it they were very very helpful and I just went and asked them and they started pointing me in the right direction and I was really surprised to find that everyone was really friendly and no one judged me for not knowing things yeah. I generally thought that every person I meet I was going to be met with a phaser 
how did you get into university if you don't even know this? How did you not even know this? You're like, how old are you? Oh, you green summer child. <laughs> I generally thought everyone was going to meet me with that sort of judging scowl, but everyone was super supportive. The no question is too stupid is definitely true. And that was a weirdly huge shock to me. <laughs> <laughs> yes, and I can I can uh, tell you that I think this is um, for pretty much all the universities the case because the people are there and they get the same questions probably all the time. Um, mm -hmm. But they also I think appreciate and know okay this person is new here how how should this person know and especially maybe if you're a foreign student I don't know yeah yeah. And it's again uh, something I also mentioned in the last episode, which is the as a student, if you're like you've been through like 18 years of education, it's very easy for you to be in like an us versus them mentality. Oh, student versus the teacher, and you know, you know, you feel like the organization is against you. But I was genuinely surprised where university was just no, we're on your side. We want to help you. We don't want you to fail. We want you to succeed because it is in everyone's mutual interest yes. for you to succeed. So I was like, oh, so it is an us and us situation, not an us versus them situation, which was very nice. <laughs> very nice. Yeah, I, I, I like that you discovered that. And I think a lot of students discover that. And if you are um, greeting people in a kind manner I think kindness will come back anyway <laughs> everyone has a bad yeah. day sometimes but in general I think uh, that's nice that you understood straight from the beginning kind of okay it's an us and us situation like you just said <laughs> yeah and also another thing <clears throat> I found was um, it was a big change for me from a level to university in the level of access you have I have to my tutors it might it, this might not apply to absolutely everyone and I was very fortunate in that my course uh, illustration at Angler Ruskin the course leader purposefully kept the class very small we had maximum 40 students in one year and that was like the highest they've ever taken in and they did that because the tutors really want to um, have a personal connection with us. They want us to be able to come up to them at any time and ask any questions. And I've done that. Like in my first two weeks of my first year, I just um, knocked on the course leader's door and said, uh, I have some questions that I need to be answered. And he very readily went, okay, now might not be the exact right time, but I can definitely schedule you a meeting. And we just sat down and talked it through. So mm -hmm. I think it's the importance of knowing you can ask for help and not feeling weird or saying, oh, I'm bothering this person, I'm bothering this person. Oh, I shouldn't, I should just try to work everything out on my own. Because mm. that was my own mentality for a really long time until I started asking for help and found out that other people were very happy to provide help, mm. even people who I don't think would. Because if you don't ask, you never know. But once you ask, the answer is just going to be yes or no. And, you know, if you don't ask, and the answer is always going to be no. Yes. Yeah. It's, I always say, if you don't ask, you don't get. <laughs> yes. That's true. So there might be uh, in your whole journey, not just as a student, but in life, and especially as a startup, you will get a lot of no's, but you have to continue asking 
um, for help asking questions, asking for feedback, um, because there are so many people that are willing to help. There's so many people with so much knowledge. So, yes. Yeah. And that's um, true. you mentioned a lot of the activities that you've been through, obviously, at the university um, in the previous episodes, but maybe just a quick rundown and also lessons like you just uh, already started explaining what what did you learn out of this and why is it great to attend as much as possible is it important to attend all or just a few because i think a lot of people are very overwhelmed with everything that's on offer and there is so many things on offer for so many different topics i think so for your social life mm -hmm. for your startup life for student help and then there's a lot of societies then you have hobbies and all these mm -hmm. kind of things so maybe we can talk a bit more about that as well yeah i think for me personally i think it's important to find balance because i'm i'm a very much an like an introvert like if i have the choice i would choose to be in my bedroom at all times <laughs> and for the most time i have but i'm very comfortable being on my own and i'm very comfortable going uh no i'm not gonna do that i'm not gonna do that i'm not gonna do that um but i think it's uh important to the balance is very hard to achieve as a student I would. I don't know if this is me being more fortunate than most in that I am. I've never been interested in the partying life. I find that very exhausting. So mm -hmm. I free up that chunk of time <laughs> that would that would be used for going out and partying and whatnot. I'm a nerd. Instead of partying at nightclubs, <laughs> I go to D and D sessions at my mate's house. So, <laughs> but it's it's about a balance, and I don't think that you should try everything. I don't think that when you first come to uni and suddenly you're bombarded with like freshman week or like, yeah, fresh year, um, first, first year week. And then they present to you with like a thousand societies and a thousand things. And you should do this. You should do that. You should do this. You should do that. It feels very, very overwhelming. Yes. I think it's the most important thing is if you can find like at the beginning or even in the middle or whenever if you find a moment if you sit down with yourself and just really think okay what am i really interested in and what am i oh that looks interesting i might want to try mm. so you sort of like compile like a list down for yourself and then you find things that match your interests so for example I knew from the beginning that I wanted to know more about business and how that works because mm -hmm. I knew I wanted to start a business because I knew I wanted to do the visa. I've already done my research up to that point. So that was quite high on my priority list. The priority list is very important. You need to rank all your priorities and then yes. whatever is at the top, you know, go for it and don't bother with things that are quite low down. So I, I was I prioritized learning about business a lot because I also know that as an artsy student, I really feared that I would be stuck in the starving artist stereotype. Uh, yes. And I was very determined to not be there. I was very determined to be a working artist. I want to make a living off of my art. Mm. And I knew that was the practical way to go about things. So that was a high priority for me. But another thing was 
something that was not high priority for not quite as high a priority for me but ended up being very important to me was something that allowed me to socialize outside of my my circle of course mates of classmates mm -hmm. so i'm i study illustration the temptation is that i'll just you know uh that's all the friends i'll know that's yeah. um yeah. because some people might not have this problem some people are very um make friends very easily and go out to you know events that allow friendship making very easily mm -hmm. which um i don't really so i said oh i really am interested in filmmaking but not in a professional capacity. I'm interested in filmmaking in that I like watching films. I'm a film lover and I yes. want to just, and the film people looked like really cool people. It just looked really cool. And I wanted to hang out with the cool people. Yes. Yes. So I joined a filmmaking society on mm -hmm. a whim. Yeah. Cause I thought it'd be fun. And I'll, I'm really interested to see how they work. And just that decision, had added like a whole new group of friends to my circle of friends, as well as a huge um, like experience as well as skill set. Mm -hmm. I'm an illustration student and I've directed two student short films. Yeah. And it's bizarre. Those films are not very good. They're quite terrible. <laughs> But they were, I, I got to learn how being on set is like. I get to learn what the, the process of filmmaking. We mm. once shot a whole short film in one day from 8 in the morning. No, it was 6 in the morning till 1 a.m. the next morning. Oh and there were, <laughs> and that was such, I just kept thinking, this is something that I can only do as a student. No one is going to do this with me. Just <laughs> once I've graduated. <laughs> no one's going to like, lunch around a camera and a bag of bird skulls with me to do a weird film <laughs> and then I had a lot of friends there and then I learned how to edit which was which turned out to be very important because I now as part of my marketing as part of um my social media I have a YouTube channel and yes. I know how to I know how to film myself I know how to edit myself mm -hmm. and that I learned from my group of friends I've mm -hmm. also made a podcast with them yeah. which now I know how to make a podcast and that was from my friendship with them and whenever I needed anything audio like or video I know who I can call up mm -hmm. and then and then because the intersectionality is also very high like or, or like I wouldn't think that film and illustration intersects a lot, but then I for completely forget about animation. Yes. I completely forget that uh, films need film posters, yes. and now the trend is moving towards film posters being more illustrated. Mm -hmm. So it's really handy for me professionally to know how a film is made, so I know when, when where I can fit into this process. So it's those unexpected opportunities those unexpected doors that because yep. everything is linked together you just need to know where the doors are <laughs> yes that's very nicely put and i think um it's beautiful that you can describe this as an example because you said okay i'm interested in it but not professionally but in the end it benefited you 
in a professional manner and uh, you broaden your network not just as uh, friends but probably there might be some opportunities in the future where you can collaborate with people in a business sense and like you said if you if you have a question you know who you can ask and as a startup you need to have a massive amount of skills all of a sudden um, you're yeah. an HR person you're the marketing person you're the um, a salesperson you're the accountant all at once mm-hmm. after being a freelancer or starting uh, a, a different startup but you have to have all kind of different skills and as you said you never know um, what the skills that you learn during your student yeah. time going through competitions uh, joining societies um, making short films <laughs> that you thought <laughs> yeah. is not, has nothing to do with what you're doing um, but in the end turned out to be super useful. So that's really great yeah. to sh- show to people, okay, make sure uh, the stuff that you really are interested in and um, you want to do, because like you said, you mm-hmm. need to prioritize all the things that you want to do. Um, yeah. Go for it. Even if you just try it out, I guess, you can try it out and you don't have to stick around for, for the entire three year in the society, you can leave if you want to. Yeah, it's not like a cult where you, um, <laughs> where you have to stay. Um, so yes, uh, you can, thank you. You can leave at almost any stage. And another thing I found was also um, when I was in the film society, it taught me how to work with people mm. because as an illustrator, most of my practice is me sitting in my room drawing, mm. and I'll, I'll talk. I'll talk to people through emails, and occasionally I'll have to do group project. But most of the time, it's a very solitary practice. Mm-hmm. So if I hadn't learned, if I but then when I did, when I did, when I joined the film society when we were making films. Film is a hugely collaborative process. You need to work with people. You yes. need to communicate with people. You need to, you're gonna butt heads a lot. You're gonna have conflict. We've ended up in shouting matches where we just screamed across the room at each other, going, What does the story mean? <laughs> <laughs> and like and so now because of that, I if I am ever thrown in a situation where I have to work with a group of people, I'll know I'll sort of know how to navigate the different personalities because yes. I've at least had some experience in it. Yeah, and you need all those skills for working with suppliers, for collaborating in projects mm-hmm. and for with clients. You need to yes. know how to communicate with clients. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe not shouting across push, the room. Where to pull. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Now I learned that that is not a good thing to do when you're trying to work with someone. Don't shout at them across the room. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, exactly. Send a very polite email. <laughs> <laughs> with kind regards. <laughs> Yes. yes, with kind regards, I look forward to hearing from you. <laughs> yes, looking forward to your feedback to my email. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yeah. But yeah, so it's, uh, yeah, it's hugely important, I think. Just do some, also do something for fun. It, not everything needs, as much as I think it's very important for you to know what you want and, you know, go mm. after those things. Sometimes it's just really, university is a time where you can do so many things and you have the excuse of um, a student mm-hmm. it's this is this is just what we do it's the a time where you get to experiment so much you get to just almost do whatever you want like the nuttiest most pretentious whatever <laughs> thing you've seen in a film 
when is the time you get to live your wild things, wild days, university is a time to do that. So if something looks fun, just do it for the sake of it being fun. And you never know, eventually it will provide you with either a skill set or you just provide you with a tool to put mm. in the back of your pocket. You never know when you're going to need it. But when you do, you're going to be so glad that you have that in the back of your pocket. Mm. Yeah. And especially it's even more rewarding when you think, oh, I just did that thing because it looked fun. But now I can, you know, potentially do this very hugely important thing because I've done that fun thing. Yes. Yeah, that is true. And uh, it is always about the balance of everything. Like you mm -hmm. said at the beginning, you have to balance stuff because um, a curious mind <laughs> wants to explore yeah. so, too many things. Also me, I, I mm. always have so many things on. Um, but it's important to test out different things maybe and decide on which ones you want to go for in, in a more structured uh, way or a more yeah a more committed way let's say and like i said yeah. you can also leave at any time you need to be careful that you don't burn out with all the things and it's difficult i think to balance your student mm. life a startup life social life and all the hobbies that you have um yeah. and what's, mm -hmm. yeah oh yeah no you're saying no sorry yeah uh, and it's important to to build up your network uh, if you want to start your own business right from the start. And a network can be even friends because it doesn't mean uh, there's people who will work with you in the future. It doesn't mean that people can help you with your business only, but it also means to have a support network um, because even as a startup, it can be a lonely life and it can be quite hard sometimes. So having a supportive network of professionals, friends and family is super important. Yeah, and sometimes you just need someone to vent to someone who actually knows what you're venting about so that you can vent to them. Like, for example, there'll be issues that I encounter in my startup that my family will have no idea what I'm talking about. Mm -hmm. <laughs> but if I have, but then because I've made some friends and I've made, I know people who are in the same position, it's a lot less lonely because I can just go, can you believe this just happened to me? And they'll know exactly what I'm talking yes. about. <laughs> and that's very, that really helps with the, the loneliness. Yes, that is true. I mean, uh, family, uh, uh, people, not just family, let's say people who do are not in the similar situation as you are, can be great as a support, but like you said, um, it's sometimes difficult for them to grasp what you're talking about and mm -hmm. don't understand the gravity of things sometimes. Um, <laughs> and then it's lovely to have a network that you can refer back to uh, that understand, like you just said, yes. can you believe this just happened? And they're like, oh my God, the same things happened to me. <laughs> it's also nice because then you hear, okay, everyone's going through the same challenges like I do. Really. Yes, it's like it provided me with like a lot of peace of mind with um for example it's not just a, a community you make of your real friends but an online community can also be hugely helpful and mm. just it knowledge is not just power knowledge is also comfort so in the illustration industry for example which is the industry that i'm in i can go um for example when it comes to pricing everyone freaks out because no one knows when it is to price things right and 
whatnot. <laughs> but by but I signed up for the Association of Illustrators and mm-hmm. I started um, following a lot of fellow illustrators on all the platforms on all the social medias and from there people have started uh, starting a conversation about pricing people have started being very open about the pricing this is how much I get paid for this it's how much I get paid for this mm-hmm. and people are very starting to be very open with sharing their experience saying oh this is my experience with this, this is my experience with this this is my experience with this and just from reading those and interacting with them you go oh I'm not the only person who had to go through this I'm not a dummy this is not a weird thing this is actually either a normal thing or a thing that shouldn't be normal this is I shouldn't just accept this because now other people have also voiced the same thing there is like power and comfort in knowledge and in numbers so you know if you find it difficult to find those people in the similar circumstances in your immediate surroundings and it's actually hugely useful to make friends online there are a lot of people in my field that I now consider friends and I've never met in real life yes yes. but we've had times where we were able to provide support with each other just through solidarity Mm -hmm. of me going on Instagram stories venting about how my printer refused to work and someone else would go and like mind it the same thing don't worry you're not the only one (laughs) (laughs) yes yeah and it is true it is really I mean no matter what industry you're in no matter what state you are at at the startup stage um, it is all similar or if not exactly the same issues Mm -hmm. and this just knowing this really helps (laughs) yes yeah just just knowing that all your fears and all your worries are not irrational that this is not you're you're not the first person to have encountered this it's just hugely comforting yes and also back to the you know back to what you can do in university conversation yes yes go and do a do take it much much out of what university can provide you as possible the resources are there but you have to go and find it no one's going to tell you the resources are there you just need to find it and just go through the the route one go through the seemingly stupid ignorant route but you get there eventually (laughs) it's also hugely important to balance and not burn yourself out Mm. back when i was in uni I used to overwork myself so much and Mm. nobody told me that I was overworking myself. I thought it was normal that at the beginning of a project, when I'm planning out a project, I'll factor in breakdown time. (laughs) (laughs) I'll like put that into the project tracker. And now we draw and now we do this and now we do the marketing. Now we do this. Oh, and then uh, I think we should factor out these two days for me to have a breakdown and then we'll (laughs) go back. I thought it was normal to do that. It's not normal. No. to have a breakdown <laughs> with everything <laughs> no so so when things feel a bit too much it's really this is something that i find really hard to say no to things because mm. when you are in you when you do find yourself at the beginning of the year signing up to all the things and then getting overwhelmed but then now you feel bad for saying no to all the things yes you should I- don't don't feel too bad for saying no to things yes and i think maybe one approach could also be instead of signing up to all of them and then thinking oh i have to drop out of a few why don't you find the first the top three join them Mm -hmm. see how much time you then still have 
And then you can mm. gradually add things over time, maybe rather than trying to do everything and then drop out of things, do mm -hmm. some things right uh, and yeah. not right, but do some things uh, fully, uh, yeah, with full attention, let's say. And then um, mm -hmm. you can add more things if you think um, you still have time to do things. Yeah. And also because when you're in university, everyone will very likely be in the same positions as you mm -hmm. and you will and there will be these times where things are very active and these times where things are less active for example at the beginning of my third year everybody was go 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 because everybody felt this oh this is my last hurrah i'll do everything mm -hmm. and i was right in there with them i was like i'm gonna do everything we did we made a podcast we made a film we made this we made this we made this we were so go go go, go. and then christmas happened and then <laughs> And then over Christmas, then after Christmas, we came back and we all, everybody was tentatively, do you want to? No, no. Okay. Oh, we have exams. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah, uh -huh. yeah. Everyone's in the same boat. Yes. You're not the only person who's too busy. You're not the only person who's feeling a bit burned out. You're not the only person who's taken on more than they could chew. Mm. Chances are everyone has yes. done the exact same thing as you. So yes. They will be hugely understanding. So, yeah. Yeah, and I think uh, the last thing I want to say is what you already mentioned is you have to ask for things, um, even though the university will try to inform you about everything that happens, um, it's impossible for them to do so and mm -hmm. impossible to reach every single student with every single thing that they on offer and you taking mm -hmm. in every single thing and then be able to pr um, prioritize. If you're looking for startup support like you did, um, go mm -hmm. to reception and ask, okay, I want to start my own business. Where do I go? Maybe ask for an enterprise department, maybe ask for an enterprise mm -hmm. officer. Um, these are the terms that uh, are usually out there, um, but you might not know that they're called like this. And this might be embedded in the career center that you have or it might be so you can also go to the career center and ask there um, mm -hmm. or it might be part of a student life uh, center or whatever it is called at your university um, because again at every university it's positioned in different uh, centers in different departments of the university it could be in the innovation center if you have one um, but maybe start with okay, I want to start my own business, ask the reception, where do I go? Is there like a support for that? Is there like enterprise support? Something like that, yeah. it's usually called. Or maybe there's a room that you walk down every day when you go to class and it just has a plaque on it that says enterprise support. And yeah. you never know if you were supposed to go through it or not. Just yeah. go through it. What's the worst thing that can happen? If exactly. you're not meant to be there, they'll kick you out. If, <laughs> but then chances are they'll go, oh, Welcome, come to the right place. How did you find us? I saw what? the sign. Great, yeah. that's what the sign is for. <laughs> Very good, yes. Perfect, so I think that's it for today. Um, so we did talk a lot about how to prioritize things, how to not get overwhelmed, how to make use of networks, how to uh, have skills that you didn't think would be useful for the future and you just acquired because you did something for fun so all of this was um, super interesting to hear um, about your journey and what you experienced uh, doing some short films um, for almost uh, uh, 24 hours or something <laughs> oh my god getting up so early but yeah I'm, I'm looking forward to our next episode which will be about how to market yourself as a creative startup Woohoo!
Woohoo! So stay <laughs> tuned um, and uh, listen in next week when we are talking about this. And thank you so much for your time, Alice. And I'm talking to you in the next episode. Thank you. That was it. Thanks for tuning in. And just to let you know, there's a free 30-day Kickstart Your Business Challenge available on my website, creativestartupacademy.com slash kickstart. And it turns your business idea into reality in just 30 days. And if you could leave a review for this podcast, please, please, please do so because it will help me with my ranking. Thanks so much. I'm looking forward to talking to you next time. Bye-bye.